righty, good everybody, an afternoon that is, uh, I'm getting confused between morning and afternoon, was a little tired towards the end of the week here, uh, nonetheless, you and I are uh, making our way through the NFC, NFC North we have come to, your Vikings division, and count me as one Wiz who is extremely intrigued by this division, uh, I'm of the belief that any one of these four teams can win this division. We've talked a little bit about this podcast, about the overwhelming majority of people leaning towards the Detroit Lions, kind of taking that. But uh, you know, count me as one that thinks this is still a wide-open division in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised to see that <clears throat> people are picking the Bears, uh, you know, with a better shot of winning the division than Green Bay. I disagree with that, but... Uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see we'll we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, games are played on the field, not on paper. I, I will tell you this, uh, Wiz. I, I I was very startled. Uh, you know, before we get to the Bears here, and I think it's apropos to kind of go over this. But I don't know if you realize this, but the first time in over twenty years, and since they've gone to thirty-two teams in the NFL, we have seen an increase in teams. The league average in terms of rushing yards per game has moved up. We have not seen this happen. It's the it's the highest that's been 122 yards a game uh, in in the 32 team era, which I was kind of stunned about that. I I didn't realize that last year 39 percent of rushing touch sorry touchdowns were rushing touchdowns. That was the most in 14 years. And passing touchdowns per team last year was only 1.38 passing touchdowns per team, the lowest since 2008. So, uh, and I think the number of yards per game passed 234 last year was the lowest since 2009. So, so we have a trend that's starting to move, move here where, and we're going to get into the Bears, who were one of two teams that ran the ball 100 times more than they passed it. The Falcons were the other. I'm, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying that there's kind of a complete shift but there's there's definitely a distinct change. A lot of it has to do with the fact that you have these a plethora of rushing quarterbacks, without a doubt. But you and I both know we've talked about this consistently through these podcasts. All of these teams have platoons of, of running backs, three, four, five guys, and and they're using all of them. Um, and the running game looks to be evolving a bit more in the NFL. Was yeah, and I think there's a lot of things that go into that if you really break it down. You know, how many quarterbacks in the league have the ability to rush and run the ball? Um, I think defenses also. They started off against Kansas City a few years ago playing that too high shell defense. And kind of like daring you to run the ball against it, and teams will say, okay, you know, you want to have a 12-14 play drive, go ahead, but we're not going to see any more of Patrick Mahomes to Tyree Kill, 80 yards, it's a demoralizing play, and even though that connection isn't with Kansas City anymore, that's really basically what started it, but there are a lot of components that go into it, for sure. Yeah, other components also are we have a a bunch of younger quarterbacks, right? Over the last few years, we've seen this continued retirement of a a number of veteran guys, right? Roethlisberger, Rivers, uh, Manning, now Brady, so you have a lot of seniority that kind of Moving on, and a lot of those guys were 
not runners they were they were passers so so there's a there's a change in the game and i think all all of this is being borne out statistically so let's get to the bears um one of the more exciting stretches in fantasy last year was was by justin fields um you know i i'm not saying it's been all peaches and cream for justin as he started his nfl career only averages 162 yards passing in games uh he only has 25 passing touchdowns and 24 starts but he has electric legs the Bears, like we said, they rushed for more te- more yards from, from anybody else in the NFL last year. Uh, and Fields is a threat whenever he's on the field. Well, last year, towards the end of the season, he did get banged up. P.J. Walker is the backup here, Wiz. Do you see any chance that Justin Fields uh, can make some progression towards what we saw from a player like Jalen Hurts over the last couple of years? That's going to take a while <clears throat> because uh, what's – what stands out as a difference between the Bears and Eagles is that elite offensive line the Eagles have <clears throat> to probably a below-average offensive line that the Bears have. No, the Bears' offensive line so, stinks. Yeah, and yeah, Donnell Wright is going to help them. They're <clears throat> right to play right tackle this year, and he's, he's going to help them, but that process is going to take a while. <clears throat> Justin Fields is inside the top 10 in terms of fantasy quarterbacks. I'm always a little dubious about for somebody that is going to get there and get inside the top 10, maybe inside the top seven by rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. I don't know. I've seen, we've seen this before with uh, Lamar Jackson. Are they going to curtail that a little bit now that they got DJ Moore? We'll have to see, but certainly Justin Fields with what he brings to the game, fantasy perspective with his legs is inside the top seven or eight in terms of fantasy football quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, just j- just to put it into perspective, 1,140 yards rushing last year, uh, seven yards per carry, and eight touchdowns. I mean, elite stuff from a running perspective as far as NFL quarterbacks go. Yeah, no, but I'm not sure the Bears want a repeat of that. No, uh, no, I'm not saying they do. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just saying that's what he did last year. I, I, you know, the Bears, the Bears made a number of moves in the offseason, in free agency, in the draft, and obviously trading from that number one slot in, or- in order to get DJ Moore here. So, uh, you know, I, I think they want to make a step up in the passing game for certain, and they don't want to put their quarterback uh, in harm's way as much as he was last year. Yeah, I would agree <clears throat> with all of that, and takes us to the to the running back room where there's talent here. I like Khalil Herbert. I, I like this player, but I can't have this. I can't. I can't predict him or rank him anything better than a running back three, right around somewhere between thirty to thirty-five for a few reasons. One, as we talked about, their offensive line isn't great. Two. Deontay Foreman and Rashawn Johnson, who they just drafted, are not going to be potted plants uh, standing next to the coach. They're going to be in there, and there's a good chance Rashawn Johnson could be the goal line back, um, and, and Foreman's going to get in there as well. Uh, and then the third thing, even if Khalil Herbert is in there, <clears throat> which is questionable when they get down to the five-yard line or inside the five, you always have to contend with Justin Fields is going to vulture those touchdowns, and he's going to take it to himself. He does that uh, at an elite level. So for those reasons, the offensive line, the fact that there are competitive running backs within the roster that are going to get playing time, and the fact that Justin Fields is going to take away touchdowns, I just can't have Herbert inside the top 30 or 35 running backs 
but that's not based on his talent. He is a talented player, just how I view things going this year. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, the only thing I would say is e- even with a weak offensive line last year, Khalil Herbert averaged 5.7 yards a carry. Uh, Foreman comes over from Carolina where last year he had a little over 900 yards, doesn't catch the football, four and a half yards per carry. Uh, Johnson played behind Bijan Robinson at Texas. He's a big guy. He's 220. The Bears didn't expect that player to be available when it came to their choice. Uh, Yet they took him, so that says some stuff. And I would say the early reports coming out of camp is that Johnson has performed really well, uh, particularly in pass protection, and that's something that a lot of rookie running backs struggle with. So I think it's something to monitor. I don't, I don't think it's etched in stone here. Uh, the Bears are going to want to run the football. They've made that very obvious. Um, they also put Travis Homer in, uh, who was with Seattle previously. He's more of a pass catcher. Uh, I like this group as well, Wiz, uh, and, and like I said, this is a team that uh, want, what was very clear in its intention to run the football last year. So do you have Herbert, you know, where, where do you have him ranked, and do you have any, do you have any ranking on Foreman or Rashawn Johnson that's higher than a flex? Uh, no, I don't, uh, but this is a situation where clearly if one injury happens to any one, any one of these guys, there is a big bump up in the, in, in the existing guys. Uh, because of the way these guys want to run their offense for certain. But, yeah, I, I, I would agree at this point in time. Herbert, nothing more than the three. Any other two guys with uh, some serious flex appeal? And moving to the running back, I mean, to the wide receiver room, uh, they bring over DJ Moore, who's going to be you know, the, 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 the number one receiver on the team. Uh, Darnell Mooney's going to fall into that number two role and Chase Claypool. And, <clears throat> you know, I could be talking to DJ Moore being a top 25 receiver this year uh if someone says no he's more of a wide receiver three i'm kind of on the fence about two or three i'm interested in your view i think that kind of moves donald mooney to more of a flex spot unless you're in deep deep leagues where you're starting four receivers uh would i even consider him um and um so mooney too i mean mooney more of a flex spot or a wide receiver four depending on how deep you are dj moore i have very close, right on the fence, two or three. And <clears throat> as far as Chase Claypool goes, I wouldn't draft Chase Claypool if you told me that uh, Donald Mooney and DJ Moore are going to be playing in the XFL this year. So those are my <laughs> views on those three receivers. You know, it is really unbelievable, Wiz, that they, uh, and I'm going to use this word uh, strongly, wasted a second-round pick on this player because that's what they did. Uh, but that was the decision that was made at the time. Mooney uh, is not that far removed from a from a thousand yard season in two, in 2021, uh, but an injury plagued year last year. Uh, Moore has been a very very consistent player over the course of his career. Obviously, with Carolina last year, uh, quarterback situation in flux, a lot of inconsistency at the position. Still managed almost 900 yards and seven touchdowns, but over the course of his early career, you know, DJ Moore has been a very solid uh, player. So. I have DJ Moore, though, Wiz, uh, more of a number three guy. Uh, I, I still think it's a bit risky in this offense. That's what I would say. So that's kind of my lean with where I have more and nothing more than a flex guy for Darnell Mooney at this point in time, Wiz. And um, Cole Komet is one of these tight ends that I talk about often where, you know, you kind of know who, like, the top six, seven, eight guys are. And then there's a log jam between, like, tight end nine and maybe tight end 20. He's right in there. I could be talked into a reason why he should be tight end 20. I could be talked into why he should be tight end 10. He's somewhere in that group. He's a good red zone target. Should get better matchups now that they have DJ Moore there. So I'm going to make it short and sweet. 
Kyle Colcomet, I would not mind if he ends up being my tight end too in a league where you have to have two tight ends. Um, and I have no interest in Cairo Santos or the Bears defense. So why don't you talk about Komet, the Bears, and Santos? Hey, I will do that. I'm also going to add uh, something else. So um, if I told you, Wiz, that last year in the final nine games of the season that Cole Komet was a top five fantasy tight end, would you have believed that? No, I would, if I didn't see that stat and know that stat, I would have found that pretty remarkable, to be honest with you. So that was the case. Uh, in his final nine games last year, uh, Cole Komet caught 36 passes for 400 yards and six touchdowns. Six of his seven touchdowns happened in the last nine games. I don't know what the epiphany was. Uh, I wasn't watching the Bears close enough, but that that's statistically what happened uh, in the end of the season last year. Um, you know, Obviously, over, over a 17-game schedule, that's a pretty impressive run. Whether he can do that with the addition of more, that's questionable. Because last year, when we look at the Bears wide receiving core, they were rushing out Equiminius St. Brown, Byron Pringle, Vellis Jones, a guy who they kind of talked about as a, a rookie flash. He, he never did anything. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is with Mooney out and no DJ Moore on the roster and Claypool looked completely clueless as a Bear in, in, when his, in his short tenure, so it may have been a byproduct of all of that. So I'm not sure that is sustainable. Robert Tanyan has also been added, uh, came over from the Green Bay Packers. Um, so you could see this team play a bit more two tight end sets for certain. Uh, as far as Cairo Santos goes, um, he's an accurate kicker. He's made 91% of his field goals over the last three years. But last year, he missed five extra points. Uh, I'm not interested. It's a lower scoring offense. It was the worst scoring offense in football last year. So count me as out. The Bears are trying to build up their D again. They added uh, Edmonds and Edwards in free agency. Uh, but, yeah, this is a defense that uh, is a big-time far cry from the Monsters in the Midway, Wiz. Yeah, I will agree on all points. Uh, nothing much to add except that I'll be playing Green Bay against the Bears in opening week. <laughs> I love it. All right, fantastic. Uh, Wiz, Good job there, as always. Uh, we're moving our way through the NFC North. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Next up, the team that everybody is kind of talking about in this division, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> 